I hate headphones. I know. I hate them. I you want the ones. You look very cute in them. No. <laughs> okay. Well, trying to help, but uh, me, I guess. <laughs> That's how my day's gone all day. I'm just trying to help, and then all of a sudden, I'm just like doing everything wrong. That's my day today. Welcome Thank to my life. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, Connor. <laughs> That's yeah, what I meant. It feels nice to, to hear that. Actually. Oh fuck you. <laughs> You. I haven't heard that in Jordan, a while. Jordan, do you treat your wife like this? Every day. Uh, <laughs> oh, I forgot we married the same man. Got it. Got it. Well, I'm taller and he has abs, so there's some difference. Where is that? There's aesthetic but differences. But us together, forced to be reckoned with. <laughs> oh <my> exactly. <laughs> I, do, powers I do find it really funny, though, to be honest. I think about this sometimes whenever I'm with you guys. I'm like, wow, Alexa and I are so alike and Jordan and Connor are so alike. I think that as well. Yeah. Like, what is that? Why did we attract someone so different than us? Well, really, the, the systematic issue is that we have, live in a culture where man children have become normalized oh, yeah. and can flourish. <laughs> we're crushing it. Yeah. We're like dandelions. Like, it's technically a weed, but they're like really pretty weeds. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. And they spread, they spread in the wind. Analogy. <laughs> they spread their seed everywhere, you know, and they overtake everything. Is your and that's ma- Austin. Austin is a land of man children. That is awesome. You know, yeah. there's like actually some men in Denver, not many. Most of the men here are actually just really butch lesbians. But, <laughs> but in Austin is a land of man children. It's a developed for and by man children in the last 20 years. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm, you guys are just, I, I actually be. feel, yeah, praise be. <laughs> praise be to Joe Rogan, the God of man children. <laughs> <laughs> is he a man child? I feel like he's a full fledged adult. Yes, ish. No, he I mean, he's got he has you know he's got adult money. He's a comedian. True, true. Yeah, that's true. I guess I don't think of him like that. I've never seen his stand up. I only know him from his show. Mm. Yeah, yeah. His show's better than his stand up, personally. Yeah. Unpopular opinion. Um, Jordan, why did you yes. choose someone so differently than you? So different, differently, different. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I don't even felt like I chose. I did, but she found me we found each other and it was it just felt like it was because i didn't know anything about her really when we first made initial contact it was just a shot to the heart <laughs> and you're to blame honey you gave love a bad name right baby is that what it was like that's, that's how you remember Alexis it. Alexis just never Correct. amused. Do you see their Instagram videos? He was talking about how he fucked her in a Christian store the other day, and she was just like... Which shall not be named. Altered state. What? Yeah, we're not going to say where. A Christian where. store? Yeah, was it James nice. Avery Jewelry? That'd be hilarious. No, it's really fun. Like, this store is called Alter, but Altered State, like Altered oh, yeah. State of Consciousness. But, but it's, it's Alter, like an altar. Like a church altar. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I've never gone yeah. in there. Alter, A-L-T-A-R, apostrophe D. State. Clever. I didn't know it was a Jesus store until I was like, wow, I like all the stuff in here. And then I, I started looking at the little things, like the little trinkets in between the clothes have Bible verses. And it and was like the music running, running on. <laughs> Coffee, messy buns, and Jesus. Oh, <laughs> and, then and then there's like Jesus <laughs> rock music. Next time you see that shirt, please grab it for my mom. Yeah, there's Women's like music. Jesus rock music playing yep. in the background, and then I went, oh. "Our God is an awesome God." It's like Jeremy, like Jeremy Camp. Dude, I went to a Jeremy Camp concert in concert in uh, college, but my uh, oh, yes, you did. My high school girlfriend, because I was a freshman, she was a junior in high school still. Ooh, um, yeah, and uh, anyways, we went to this. Jeremy Camp concert because I went to a Christian school 
But then we left to go like, cause we could sneak into the dorm cause everybody was at this concert and like, we weren't supposed to have girls in there, but I snuck her in and we made out in a Papa's on chair for like three hours. Damn. Come on it was now. so savage. It was <laughs> so savage. Who remembers a Papa's on chair? Dude, I loved the Papa's on chair. I wish I had another one now. Actually, thanks to this conversation, we're going to be ordering a Papa's on chair. I don't know what that is. Well, you're going to find I out. I want you to know that I don't know what that is either. It's a big bowl chair so with like a, Papa, a cushion. Yeah. So it's like oh, a, like underneath it is like a, a little round stand Ace. and then it's a, a, a oh, chair that's yep, like a gotcha. bowl. Oh yeah. And yeah, so yeah. when we were kids, my, like those were cool in the nineties. Yeah. My friends, yeah. parents, had, my friends' parents had, had a couple of them. of them, but we would like if somebody fell asleep in one, we would always flip it Roll over. over. <laughs> they were, they were <laughs> flip it over. <laughs> That's great. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh my god! My cat became an outside cat when it wouldn't stop peeing in the new Papasan chairs. Yeah, um, yeah, that that makes sense. I bet a lot of people lost their virginity in Papasan chairs in the nineties, listening to Nirvana. I don't know. They are not. They're not stable. Exactly. You can easily flip out of them. Well. Or the you excitement. Know, so, that's that's part of the about, drill, dude. Don't don't teach yeah. it. Ergonomics. <laughs> okay, Connor. <laughs> so I have a question for you guys because asking for a friend. Um, ah. Because you're very different and you have different op- ways of operating and ways of you know thinking about the world and how you just show up every day. When the other person is doing things that annoy you a lot. And make no sense in your brain. How do you deal with that? It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. And that is all. I'm more, yeah. <laughs> I, I close my eyes and I go, what motherfucking tool do I need right now? Hmm. That's usually how it starts. Mm-hmm. And there's a slew of them, but I'm like consistently regulating my nervous system. Yeah. You know, thank goodness I even know what that is and I know what to do in order to do that. But yeah, he's very different than I am. But our uniqueness in our day to day can come off as endearing and quirky and mm. uh, and cute to each other and sweet to each other. It's when our um, I would say stuff that's more associated to the, the our personalities and the core of who, like the core of who I am and who or who I perceive myself to be, the way that I like to live and be, operate in the world, that is different to Jordan. And so he is a quintessential social butterfly and loves people. And you can tell as you're attempting to start the show, Kelly, all he wants to do is fuck around with Connor. Yeah. All he wants to percent. do is... Yeah say a bunch of gibberish (laughs) quips back and forth that don't actually stream together that to make any real sense. Uh He's like, wants to do it. I want to, I want to be with the people. I want to laugh. I want to go outside. I want to use my body. I want to all the things. And I'm like, can I have a book in a cave in a room by myself and the dog's they count, they have to go to everything (laughs) must leave the fly that's in like everything must go. Like need the peace and the solitude and the only my energy. I like that. Like regularly, at least like a decent dose of it once a month. And Jordan's like every day could be around people every day. So I often describe him as like the bright sunshine. He's like the perpetual ray of sunshine. And I just like come around to make things partly cloudy. (laughs) Sometimes a little overcast guy is nice though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Texture. Grounded. Yeah. Here's reality. <laughs> but you're also, you're like, you're very much structure and like professionalism. No offense, Jordan. And like all these things. And Jordan brings so much fun and play. Yeah. Right? And that yeah, doesn't mean you can't yeah. do that 
opposite as well. But that's really sort of the roles. And that's how we are, too. And I just find us getting in these fights because I'm like, I don't understand how your brain is operating like this. Well, we literally had our, our team in town from Soul Fire this last weekend for a little retreat. And we were hanging out and Kelly was upstairs asleep. And we were talking about just life or whatever on the couch. And I was like, I wonder what it's like to have a professional relationship. <laughs> like I've never, I've never, I've never had one. Of what those. do you mean a professional relationship? Like, a, like it's like, these are our employees, right? And we're over oh, here talking oh. about, all, we're like getting high on the couch, talking about all kinds yeah. of crazy shit. Yeah. And I was like, we were saying stuff, you know, and like, just, you know, it's just ridiculous shit, like just crazy stuff. And it was just funny for me to look back and be like, I've never had like a real professional relationship. So I worked in gyms at first, which are, we had, we had structure. We like did well, but it wasn't, it was different, you know? And then I had one like real job where my boss did not know how to handle me because I didn't know how to have a professional relationship. You know what I mean? Like I got in trouble for not wearing shoes in the office. I told her that the job that we were doing wasn't worth my life on the weekends with other employees. And in a meeting, I was like, she, I was like, hang on, you're paying us this. We all know how much we're getting paid and you want us to be available on the weekends. We're already here eight to five. Do you think this job is worth that much of my life? <laughs> like in a meeting and she was like I love that well that's the job and everybody was looking around like did that motherfucker just say that and I was like yeah, I mean it's not it's a it's business to business catering like, who gives a fuck we're all just here for a resume thing and the guy who owns the company is just trying to sell it for more money than what he put into it so it's like it's not this isn't like something that we're passionate about I don't really give a fuck if Pinterest gets their hot wings on time you know so it is what it is you know I'm like it's just it's my job so it was funny to look at that and be like I just have whereas Kelly you know it was a different I've always had professional she she moved fast in her culture that she worked in because she she was very professional you know what I mean (laughs) where where on my end it was like that was the benefits of me was that I lacked any sort of professionalism so people liked me so I actually kept my jobs that I had because people liked me because of yeah. the difference, you know, mm-hmm. it's like I found mm-hmm. validation through the different thing. Yeah. You know, it's just and I think a lot of it is like how you were recognized early on. Yeah. So, Jordan, how do you handle yeah. this? Well, so I think we're speaking to it and it's there's value in both. They're both incredibly valuable. And especially when the person that yields, wields the power. Mm-hmm. I never know what word to use there. Wield. I think it's wield. Yeah. I think uh, both work. Yeah, I think they do. Right. Cool. So I get to experience the breadth and depth of beauty and personality through her, her emotions, her capacity to feel her requirement of so low quality time of silence of that solitude. So low quality time, not so low quality. <laughs> oh. time. Okay, baby. Solo as in by herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's those personality traits. And then what has made it easier over time, and I would say even more recently in particular, is I'm able to step outside of my own shit, emotional reactivity triggers when she's responding to something that I, or is acting in a way that feels foreign and I don't understand it. I'm able to kind of just see her as this beautiful human that I chose that is incredibly valuable and her differences are where the most value is. And I'm getting better at recognizing that more quickly and not even with my energy kind of shaming and blaming or manipulating gaslight or whatever those words you want to use to describe the subtleties that can happen in relationship. I more can just see here and be like, wow, you beautiful creature that's so different and that sometimes I hate, but ultimately love the shit out of what is 
the nugget here that I can grow from. And I think a big one that you just described is oftentimes I'm addicted. I can be addicted to the external stuff, to the social butterfly, to hanging out, to being seen, to performing, all these kind of things. And I know that I'm best served if I counterbalance that with a little bit of me time slash much more than I typically give myself. And so, yeah, that would be my response to that question, Lady Kelly. Mm, thank you, sir. <laughs> I'm just always, I'm just always so interested in how people handle these dynamics because I mean, like we said, before we started recording, we've been fighting all day and I feel like it's just a missing of each other. It's like a miscommunication of not understanding the other person's brain. It's not like not even necessarily sometimes being mad at the person. You just don't get it. You're like, I just don't yeah. operate like that. I don't get it. And so I'm always curious how other people navigate that because it can cause all these little fights that then turn into big ones. And like we're in therapy. I'm trying to nip these things in the bud faster and just be like more honest and say, okay, what's actually going on? How did I upset you? Take responsibility. And it's just, I mean, it's all learning, right? Like it's every day and we're, I mean, we got married two weeks apart. So you guys know this. It's like your first year of marriage. I feel like you're still just figuring out like, who the fuck did I say yes to? <laughs> Googling. What's the length of time you can annul? <laughs> yeah. You've been Googling that babe. Have you? <laughs> no, I've never, I've never Googled that. Other people might be Googling that. I don't, I'm not Googling Alexa that. And I just ask each other, we're like, do you know? hypothetical like we're not going to take it to the google machine yeah like if we were wondering if we were curious about it if you type it in google you're going to start getting ads on instagram from yeah Yeah, no no lawyers (laughs) (laughs) no thanks take him for all he's worth (laughs) hire steve's law firm If we ever get divorced, I'm hiring the law, the eye patch guy from all the billboards. Oh my god, there's there is a guy with an eye patch a, on all a, of our billboards. A lawyer with a bill with a eye patch on like all these billboards in town. So oh, we got the guy who I think y'all maybe oh, I know, I know that guy. the rocker, the attorney that rocks. I met, I met that guy with the big he's dreads. Su- yeah. He's actually super fucking cool. <laughs> Dude, I, he used to do CrossFit. He did a competition at our gym, and I was like, "Hey, it's that fucking lawyer guy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Rob Zombie." <laughs> exactly. It's exactly yeah, I was what like, I this thought. guy's awesome. <laughs> I was like, "I'll hire the." fuck out of this dude with his dreadlocks oh just to see him in court that'd be hilarious oh my God. <laughs> but yeah man totally good. but that's the thing with differences in people it's like yes and like i love what you said jordan but sometimes it's like dude can I, you just fuck leave you. me the fuck alone for like yes it's like it's like i've been it's awake never, for an hour i feel like i'm on top of shit i'm like doing things i have a plan doesn't happen in this this is not the direction this flows in you're talking my language right now am i yeah, yeah. You don't ever go. What are you doing? You're in my face too soon. I don't say that. You don't think it. Feel it. You don't fucking feel it. So you don't feel Jordan. it either. He doesn't feel it either. No, this is something that's been coming up more recently. I would. Oh, you say. want me to leave you alone whenever you're on the computer? Yeah, there's like oh. the past oh few months God, in particular. Dude. It's like is that, AirPods mean something? They mean yeah, extreme EMFs in your ear holes attached to your brain. Oh, but my okay, office baby. door being closed doesn't mean shit. Okay, first off, oh, first yes. off, we had this baby? conversation. Kelly Babe? was like, Kelly was like, I can't wait to move to the new house because then you'll have an office outside of the house and you won't interrupt me so much. And lo and behold, <laughs> who's interrupting who when they're in the fucking office? And as sure as fuck is not me. Yes, it, it is, is not you. me. I, I never walk in there. I was the in do- my office the with door- the door closed today and you're like, hey, what time is this call? I'm like, it's on your calendar. And then he gets mad at me 
because he can't read his goddamn calendar. I can't and read the calendar. I can't look at my phone because my hands uh, are full because all I was doing was work for you I'm around like, the house. I'm today. about to get on a client call, sir. Yeah. And I looked at my watch and I said, she's on the call in four minutes. Hey, what time do we have that call? It's on your calendar. As I'm walking upstairs carrying shit, I was like, I'm going to fucking strangle this bitch so soon. So Jordan, Jordan does his work standing at the kitchen counter. So that's like, I can never, I can never do that's that. That's open forum. This is, this is all the things happen in here. This is you a central place. Well yeah. Yeah. We yeah, have a small home and the kitchen area office. is expansive. Your mom's here though. And it feels open there. You're usually up in your office where we are right now. It works. Until I go downstairs and I want to make a snack. And you can uh, do that. I want to know how your day is. There, that's the part. That's it. That's yeah, it's the like, part. Uh, right? I have not been apart from you all day. I was just downstairs. So it's been nope. probably the same no, as yours. No, no. <laughs> Y'all know just as well as we do that being in the house at the same time doesn't mean we're together. Yes. I mean, I guess. I guess. Yeah. But there's not no, a lot of surprises. So Jordan, you what is it like that I never bothers believed there was you? a shootout outside. You didn't see it. Oh my God. <laughs> it was crazy. Jordan, what is it that bothers you when Alexa interrupts you while you're on the computer? What do you feel? Aggression. Oh, totally. No. <laughs> Blind it's it's rage. not even. <laughs> uh, that's when I beat her typically in yeah. that scenario. But she likes it, so <laughs> it doesn't uh, count. Uh-huh. That's the healing. That's the healing process. <laughs> You do this again. <laughs> you must feel in order to heal, baby. <laughs> no, no. The spanking so, she loves so much. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. I think it's, I perceive her to expect me to meet her in an energy that I'm not in. Mm. And so it's one thing if it's a quick hello, kiss, hug, touch, acknowledgement. And often ish times. And again, I think this has been more of late that this has been a thing since I got back from Peru. She's uh, yeah. I've been much more in like the structured masculine state you could say. And she's been more in the feminine flowy state reading and just doing a lot of those things. And so she wants to meet me in some of that energy and I'm not there. And when I don't meet her in that, or I, and maybe a little me. bit, I quickly acknowledge and then I move on, which to her might come off as dismissive. Doesn't love me. Yeah. I don't love her. <laughs> Never loved me. And so for me, <laughs> it's what it comes down to in a lot of ways too, is the enmeshment. It's, I used to use the word entanglement, but it's she doesn't like that word. It triggers her. No, no. And no, it's just enmeshment's a better word. Okay, baby. Whereas like y'all, I'm sure you can attest to, we work together. We live together. We're intimate partners. There's all those things. It's hard. The lines are very blurred and can be at times. They yeah. can be. And I'm grateful to have all that. Like that's a wonderful lifestyle and I wouldn't have it any other way, but it just makes some of these things challenging. Yeah. Do you feel yeah. the same way? Is that like what comes up for you? I mean, here's the thing is like when I'm actually working, which is rare, the stuff that I'm in, it's like, I'm not, I talk about politics, right? Like I spent four days having to design a podcast to meet both sides with nuance around school shootings, right? <laughs> like it's not, that's not my normal like state of being throughout the day. You know, if I'm working out or like I'm listening to music, like that's what that's, I'm just like normal self when I'm in that mode of like, I'm waiting through the deep darkness that is American politics. I'm like in a, I'm in a different place and I'm in, I'm Feel like that. trying to draw connections and I'm doing things and I'm kind of in my own little like world. 
And when that gets interrupted, it like it like resets the clock. I have to almost like restart what I was thinking about. So it'll be like I'm in the middle of that thing, and then I get derailed, and I'm thinking about something else. And it's really hard. Like I have, I'm a dude, so it's like it's like squirrel. Like the, oh, it's like hey, did you do this thing or was this is this is going on? And I'm like now my whole brain has now like left where I w- had just worked for it to get to to go somewhere else because you're not able to multitask. I can multitask if I don't give a fuck about what I'm doing. But if it's two things I actually care about, no, I can't. You know what I'm saying? Like I can walk at you gum at the same times because those things are pretty natural, but I can't like, <laughs> I can't, I can't sit here and like listen to a two hour discussion in depth about gun violence and then also talk about the laundry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those are two, it's like two separate kind of things. Or even our, if, if you want to have a conversation about something serious, like I, you're totally derailing what I've just spent an hour and a half like thinking about, even if I never put a word on my run sheet or I didn't have any, like, it's like, I'm in this kind of like place. And then it's like, Oh, Hey, did you, you know, something about dog food? And I'm like, that wasn't worth me being distracted from this thing, which I'm easily distracted. And that's all my, that's my own shit. Right. But I also know that. So I'm like, AirPods in, I'm on the screen, I'm doing a thing, I'm reading something and I'm kind of like trying to follow and, and also have my own thoughts at the same time where then I get like pulled out of that. And it's like, damn dude, like I was onto something there and now I can't, you know, so get my, back into it. So my question is, and this is for Jordan and Connor is, and Jordan, I don't know how you operate, but why do you feel it's okay to interrupt me? I don't interrupt you if the door's closed unless I need something. But you interrupt me when I'm doing lots of things. Like what? I don't know anything, but it doesn't have to be me working to be interrupted. It could be working out. It could be talking to someone. It could be reading. And it's like, hey, come do this thing. So you don't like when I want you to meet me where I am, but I don't like yeah, when you want me to meet you where I, you are. I understand that. But at the same time, you get frustrated when I ask for your help to do things and you were on my ass about the printer all morning long. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, was, that is which, fine. You didn't interrupt me for that. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I get it, but I don't, I don't think I interrupt you that much. Okay, but that's even today, like I looked at, I literally looked at my watch and go, she doesn't have a call for four minutes. I can ask her a question. And if I was in the been, middle of sending two emails. It would have been 9.01 when you had been on the call. I've been like, okay. Right. But what I'm saying is I was in the middle of sending emails and you didn't consider that. And my door was closed. <sighs> I didn't know your door was closed, but I'm also, right. I'm, we just got a gun safe that I'm filling up and I wanted to fold my laundry and I want to get the printer set up and figure out how to do that. So it's like, I had like, I was like, how much time do I have basically to do the things that you asked me to do? Right. So our problem here is that he doesn't consider as much on my end, even though he wants me to consider for him. Right. So Jordan, I'm curious, are you able to consider Alexa in those moments and not interrupt her, whatever she's doing, knowing that you don't want to be interrupted? It's a good question. And I think I'm decent at it. I don't think I'm great at it. Kind of similar to what y'all are describing. I know her calendar, right? We have shared calendars. And so I see what she's on when she's not. And I'm pretty mindful of knowing when I can or when I think I can interrupt her, when it would be best, when it's necessary. It's certainly not perfect, but similar when her office doors close, but I know she's not on the call, then I'll like give a knock and like check in and feel into where she's at if I'm at my best. And if it's like, ah, I can just tell this isn't a good time. She's really in the middle of something and whatever I have to ask can wait, then I'll maybe just give her a kiss instead or ask a very simple question and bounce. And I think what would be really good for me and for us is if I left the house more to work and I want to do that. And I think about it all the time. And once a week, we actually do that together, go to a co-working space. And I just have not, for whatever reason, developed the 
discipline or just the consistency around doing that. And I, every time we have get into these things, like what we're describing, I'm like, fuck, I need to do that. But the way my days are and the, just how I've lived things and my habits and routines have not lended themselves to this yet. What do you think, baby? Do you love me? It feels like you maybe hate me now. I feel like all the time you're listening for when, as soon as I hang up. (laughs) He's lingering. Yeah. Like I feel like he's waiting and I have within five minutes to do any additional thing that I want to do post call ending before I hear a babe. And he's, are you, are you busy? And I'm like, what do you need? And he's like, nothing. And you could have left me in here. Just leave me in here. (laughs) You know? So Uh it's, I guess, an assumption that if I'm not busy on something or it's not on my calendar, then I must be available on some level. And so this is definitely something that we go through too, for sure. And I wind up getting kind of frustrated because when I'm really focused on stuff and making decisions and I'm being really organized and I'm showing up, I've got calls, I'm in between, I'm like laying out my things it's the same thing that Jordan was just saying. He comes in and like my dick's out, like I'm full on masculine doing my thing. And he comes in and he's like, Hey babe, you know, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm really, I'm doing something right now. What do you need? And it's, you know, I'm not meeting him in the like, Oh, I just, you're pretty. Like I'm not meeting him. And again, in the past last couple of months, that's actually shifted pretty significantly, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It still happens a couple of times a week. My Tuesdays are bananas. So that I think that you, you get that too. And yours are pretty full too. So we're figuring it out. Our answers to your questions are that we're figuring it out. Yeah. And well, then we just go my out. Answers are because, or my questions are because I'm figuring it out. So. <laughs> right. Well, so one of us does a thing and then we're like, ouch. Okay. Well mm-hmm. let's reevaluate that. Preferably not when we're both in a heightened state or when a heightened state is imminent. If should we continue communicating with each other? And it's more like, let's bring this up at a different time. Our highest selves recognize that in the moment and go, let's just pause this, bookmark this for now. We'll revisit it at a future relationship check-in time. Yeah. And that's the last thing I'll say for now is that's been the solution that we've come to currently is getting even more intentional with, we now have a money date weekly. We have about each business weekly and we have relationship check-ins. We literally have three meetings for three different kinds of significant topics and energy in our relationship. And we don't know if that's the solution. (laughs) That might be just a clusterfuck of meetings. We don't need any more meetings. But what we do know is that we need to stop talking about everything all the time. Yes. You know, keeping sacred, sacred, and not all of a sudden, because I think of a great podcast guest or, or interview or subject or whatever, doesn't mean like in the middle of an intimate conversation at dinner, you know, or, or in the middle of sex or in the middle of getting into bed or whatever, like just blurting that out. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just using it. These are examples. (laughs) These are examples. You know what I mean? Like a a certain topic to dig into. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not the right time. Not really because the energy that it brings that each of us start getting into when we continue talking about it is not all that beneficial for our relationship. It's just a, it's a, that type of energy starts to monopolize our relationship, starts to take over it. And so we're having less like sweetness together, less vulnerability together, less exploratory, adventurous kind of spirit is present because we keep redirecting towards scaling or funnels or emails or <laughs> podcasts or 
a retreat or whatever, or like, oh, did you see so-and-so was on my calendar at blah, blah, blah time? Yeah, we're going to talk about coming to the retreat. It's in the middle of dinner. Like, well, fuck. So we, we're just, we're really navigating how do we give ourselves like a little bit of structure and we don't know if this is going to work or not. This is what we're trying next. You're getting old, babe. I am getting old. How does it feel? I mean, it's fine. It's whatever, you know. I'm going with that George Clooney thing where I just keep getting better looking the older I get. Oh, is that what's happening? Yeah. Who told you that? No one told me that. Oh, that's some of them the side bitches. That you have. Oh, the side <laughs> bitches. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um. So. In preparation for baby, Connor has taken up golf as not just his hobby, but it's basically replaced all the things. Um, what? It's all he does. That's He's not all retiring I do. early. <laughs> That's not all I do. Listen. Sort of feels like it. At least in Linda. We haven't done that one in a while. At least Linda. Um, no, I do other things. You do, you do. But you love golf. I do very much. But enjoy it's reminding you of how fucked up your back is. My back is not fucked up, first of all. I had mm. a minor injury in my scapula region. And with some rib situations going on that were a little bit inflamed. 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 <laughs> so Connor had the brilliant idea um, to use the cured salve with his Graston tool. Which is like a which, scraper tool. If yeah. You don't, aren't familiar with the technical term. Which I really enjoy because it allows me to inflict pain on him it and bruise that him. That's not that bad. And he cries a little bit Whatever during the turns process. Me on. <laughs> I'm rock hard while it's happening. Forget, forget whips and chains. Connor yeah. needs the grass and tool. It's, it's fine if I get grass and get all and get and get fully torqued with you. But if yeah. I'm in the fucking chiropractic office, it's weird. With some nice gentleman. Yeah. It's like, dude, why are you? Why are you? Why do you get a, a stiffy? And I'm like, it's like that video that you're talking about with the girls farting me. during chiropractic, but you just get boners. Yeah, I just get hard ons. <laughs> It's, um, it's inappropriate. But actually, this has been the best move because we would grass in with coconut oil, which is great, but the salve is so incredible. It's so easy. It's like in a deodorant stick. You never have to touch it with your hands. I don't think it like stains your clothes or does anything weird. No, it smells good too. It smells amazing and it's super effective. It helps so much with the pain and inflammation immediately. Like you said the first time, you're like, this is all we're doing from now on. Yeah, it's the best. And then all the other stuff is just great too. Yeah. When it comes to inflammations. You see all the, you wanna, the raw wanna, caps. And the raw caps, get good sleep, especially when I was fucked up at for a while there. I was like, couldn't sleep. That yeah. sucked. But you know, nightcaps help. Yes, they do. So if you guys want to try out Cured, we love their whole line. As you know, we talk about them every week, um, but you can go into the show notes, use the link and they just increased uh, the discount to 20%. So make sure you use the link in the show notes and you'll get 20% off um, your entire Cured order. So I am really excited because we have Organifi back in the mix over here. We do? Yes, we do. Oh, good. He knew this. It's fine. He doesn't pay attention. He doesn't listen to me. That's good. Hey, Usual. I like Organifi. You do like Organifi. Yeah. I am really excited because it's hot again and we've got the red and the green back in the rotation. And um, I love doing yard work, which is really weird. I was just telling you when you're going. I asked you, do you know me fucking weeds are out here? I, I know, but it's been raining weeds. so yeah, much. Right. You're not committed to the game. I've also been puking a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, bending over and 
doing yard work. I got dandelions growing all over the place. It was so bad. I have a fucking dandelion garden out in our yard. But I was telling Connor on Sunday, I think when he's gone at this conference, he's going to that. I think I'm just going to do yard work all day. It's so nice out. But the thing that I love is drinking the red and the green juice when I'm outside all day. Really? Yeah. It's so refreshing. I get super bored of water. Um, and I know that for me, I have to be getting as many vitamins and minerals as possible right now. It's all important. the antioxidants, antioxidants. And you were talking about this the other day. Like we don't eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. That's no, not the main staple. Fruit, yeah. Vegetables. So knowing that we're getting that inside. Um, you think it's going to make our baby green. red or green? Yes. Do you think baby. it's going to be like whenever you die, uh, like an Easter egg and the little drip it in there uh-huh. like is that what's going on inside your womb with, with all the red and green juice yeah because the baby is the size of a large strawberry right now so it is red yeah that worked is, out really well it worked out yeah the it's baby is out, full of antioxidants it's gonna come out looking like that little girl from uh willy wonka in the chocolate factory oh my god the blueberry yeah what is her name veronica i don't know she sucked though she did suck yeah i hope our baby's not that shitty but i don't know i just hope it's not blue <laughs> It only has one job and it could be the blue man group. And that's really all it can do. Oh my dear. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, um, as we're getting back into summer and you're needing to hydrate and drink a lot more water. And I'm a person who does not like to uh, use a juicer and just the whole shenanigan. I cannot be bothered. So I love the green juice for that. And juice then the red juice stupid, by the way. Yeah, is amazing um, for circulation. Uh, if you're working out, love drinking it while I'm working out, doing yard work, sweating. It's just the best. So if you go to Organifi.com slash okay, babe, you'll get 20% off your entire order. Yeah, I think that's really smart. And I've noticed that and we've talked about this a little bit. Like I pick really inopportune times to bring up big emotions. And he's just like, what the fuck? It's 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. Like I cannot deal with this right now. But I, I have such a, like a guilty bone in my body and a stress bone and anxiety where I'm like, if I feel like I've done something wrong or if I'm feeling insecure, I like have to voice it right then to him. And then it just opens up a whole can of worms and then we fight all day. Cause then he's not just annoyed that we're talking about this thing. He's annoyed that I picked this time when he's hitting golf balls or working or doing whatever. And he's just like, the fuck are you doing? And so I'm really having to work on regulating myself and being able to be patient and bring it to him at a better time. Like even this morning while we were fighting, like I could have just said something later, but I chose that moment. And I feel like that's sort of a pattern for me is to like picket things, even though it's not really good timing, knowing he's going to get really angry because that's just been what I do and how I am. And I have to be so conscious to sort of deconstruct that because it just causes so much more of a fight because of the timing and the way I approach it rather than bringing it to him later when I'm like, Hey, I didn't really like this. <laughs> you know, is that fair? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just like, I don't know, man, it's weird, but like this morning, for example, a big discussion was about things getting like done around the house, which for me is, it's interesting. And I, I'm like this and I know this about myself. It's like, I'll wake up one day and be like, I feel like spending the first three hours of my day doing a bunch of random shit that needed to get done. Like maybe I need to change the blade on the chainsaw and then I need to hook the printer up and then I'm going to put the laundry away. It's like, I just get in those moods and it's like all the things just get done all at one time. It could be a Sunday morning. could be this morning. It doesn't really matter. Cause I work, you know, work schedules are like that and I have that flexibility. And it's like, I'm in the middle of that. Like we got a gun safe today. So I was moving all the stuff into the gun safe and like setting that up. And whatever, because I know if I didn't do it right then, I probably wouldn't do it for several days. And I just wanted to like get it done in maybe 45 minutes, get that done. 
and then figure out what else I need and order that stuff and whatever. And then I was going to do the printer and then this other thing. And it was like, I'm in the middle of this thing that I'm like, I feel like it's the first of the four things I'm about to do. When Kelly was mad that the second thing on my list of to do's wasn't the first thing on my list of to do's. And I'm like, can you leave me alone and either help me do this or go away? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do what you want me to do. I don't think you need to print something out in the next 30 minutes. So unless you have a deadline for the printer that you need to have something printed out right now, it's not going to matter if it's done now or in 30 minutes, you know? And also I'm like, it's not that hard to set up a printer and you've relied on me to do it. All you have to do is plug it in and hit a button. Well, cause I've messed it up twice now. So I asked <laughs> yeah. for his help on purpose. It's like, it's like, but well, it's like, a week, mind, I'm like, well, it's not my fault. You can't set a printer up sometimes. Fuck off. In <laughs> my <laughs> mind, that is I just not wanted, nice. Yeah. In my mind, I just wanted him to do the printer. Cause like I've been asking for days for that. I didn't think the safe was a priority, but this is what I was trying to explain to him. And when I apologized, I said, I'm really sorry. I realized that the safe was your priority and it wasn't my priority. And so I expected you to operate the way I wanted to operate. Mm. And that's not fair. I also didn't know he was planning to do all the other things. And so that was an assumption on my part that I shouldn't have made. And so that's where we just like had our wires being crossed and misunderstanding each other. And yeah. Yeah. And the, and the thing with the safe is it's like, there's just been like, I was not satisfied with the way that our firearms were stored in our house. It's been driving me crazy for a long time in the same way that not, us not having a printer has been driving Kelly crazy for a long time. Right. Different priorities. Like, I just want to get this started. Like it's a process. I'm just like, I just want to get this started. I'll feel like I have a good productive start to my day and then I'll go on to the next thing and the next thing. And then by you know 11 o'clock, I'll have knocked all this shit out. And I'm like, dude, I've been getting harassed the whole morning harassed about something. I'm like, I'm like, I was in a really good mood this morning when I woke up, I was like feeling good. I got some good sleep. I was like, all right, great. You know, and then I'll get my show prepped and I'll be good to go. And it's like, if I have to hear about this printer again, I'm going to smash into a million pieces. I think. <laughs> all the you more know? reason to just do. We're going to, I'm going to order, a, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to order a printing press. That's a, a vintage printing press that we, <laughs> you can use that. There we'll get go. some child laborers in here and we'll get to, we'll get going, dude. We'll go, go old school. Now. Perfect. I think you we know? could train Theo to use that. Probably. Yeah. He's pretty smart dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, I feel like maybe this was a little tangential, but I also feel like this is super important because we never get to actually share like real time fights that are going on and mm. misunderstandings and discussions. So thank you guys for participating in that because I think it's super helpful for people. So something that I find really interesting, again, that is very similar to our experience is that after you guys got married, Alexa had or leading up to really Alexa had a lot of feelings and maybe the two of you together about the relationship being open versus closed and wanting to really keep that energy sacred for the two of you. And it sounds like, I know you've had one experience that I definitely want to talk about in a minute for Jordan's birthday ish, ish, late ish. Um, <laughs> but it seems like what was a big part of what you guys were creating sort of got to take a back seat to the foundation of your relationship. So I'd love to know what came up for you around the relationship being open, inviting other people in around the wedding, because we had very similar conversations on our end. Yeah. I mean, I think the best place to start would be about a year ago and feel free to jump in whenever, babe, but it's, there was a conversation that happened where essentially just to make a long story short ish, I said, I kind of presented to her, are we actually serious about being open-ish in our relationship? Or is that just something that we kind of say, but aren't really taking any sort of real consistent action to explore? And 
yeah, I think that was a little confronting in a sense for you. And, but it sparked really awesome conversations. And at that point we were like, all right, cool. Well, let's start doing some stuff. Let's actually explore a little bit instead of just expecting that something might happen at some point because we're, we say we're open to it. And that sparked us to get on field together. And we had a lot of fun doing that over the summer. And I was the point person where I was staying up with the conversations back to the original part of when we started like here. people to leave me alone. And yeah. this requires yeah, the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so we went through that process, went on one date that was, we had low expectations and it was fine. It was just fun to be in the energy. Nothing happened. And then from there, it's kind of started to trail off. I was still being somewhat proactive in creating, opening, facilitating opportunities. And then that takes us into the fall of last year where we're getting a couple months-ish out of our wedding. And without getting too much into the details, I noticed that I was, if I'm being really honest with myself, which I have been since, I was being leaky with my energy as my voice cracks up a little bit where I was not being fully forthright with Lex. I was, yeah, I think reverting to old tendencies and fears and habits and just was generally a little bit out of integrity. And that combined with us going into this really sincere long-term commitment even though on my you know, one to 10 integrity scale, it was on the low end, for her, it registered on the high end. And so there was a, a disconnect there when we got into that conversation. It took several days for us to come to really overall, probably a couple of weeks to come to congruence and coherence and connection uh, in that little debacle. And at that point, when it all came to a head, we had the challenging conversation. We even went through the thought experiment of what if we don't get married? I, I asked, I'll never forget. We we're in bathtub. bathtub at a friend's house at the place that we actually ended up getting married uh, a couple weeks before the wedding. And I posed the thought experiment. What if we didn't get married? And it was a very, it was truly a thought experiment. Neither one of us felt like that was actually going to happen or even an option, but it was more like, cool, we're in some challenging tension and conflict, maybe as much or more than ever, right before we're about to do this massive thing. This is two weeks before the wedding. Yeah. And tears were shed. There's probably some pee in the V action after. I don't recall specifically, but- said fuck more times in Jordan's direction than our whole relationship combined, probably including this X amount of months after. Like we have like strong agreements not to, not to- choose certain language and like use that for each other, not to name call, not to say things like, fuck you. I hate you. This, that, that, like, that's an absolute no for us. And I asked basically, like said, I'm giving myself a window to say, you're a motherfucker. Like for many minutes, (laughs) fuck you. A wide open broad window. Fuck you. Fuck you over and over and over again. And this, it, it was like tense like that. I was full on trigger trauma response, like, and, and didn't even know that it would come up. So right before our wedding, it was so, we were so busy. Like every second 
I was answering someone's question from some direction that was either our business and our employees and like our clients, or it was trying to create a wedding on a property that was not a venue. And we had to, and had zero infrastructure that we had to build from scratch. And so, and we were just like leaking money at, you know, right before the wedding. So there was every like category, every category that is like taboo or crunchy or hard was just like activated around this time. And within, I would say like the couple of months leading up to the wedding, I, I contracted in some ways. Like I did not feel myself. It was just really tense and Jordan was mostly okay. And then the few weeks leading up to the wedding, I started loosening up and I felt Jordan contract. And when, and the contractions looked different for either of us, it was kind of a flip-flop, but like the, they looked different for us. Mine was like kind of aggressive tendencies. It's over-controlling and like it's too muchness and like uh, anxiety and yeah, just that general over-controlling. And for Jordan, it, it showed up kind of leaky, like you were saying. I've never heard you describe it like that, Jordan. And we've also haven't spoken about this really publicly. I think we might've shared little tidbits like on our Instagram maybe, but um, in like so many parts of it, like shared in our retelling of the wedding story. But then I think for Jordan, it showed up in, oh shit, I'm, I'm getting ready to do this thing. And, and I don't, I don't know how else to describe it, but it was almost like pushing edges and pushing boundaries that like you normally wouldn't do. You were acting in ways that you just simply wouldn't normally act. And I, outside of my being enraged at him for maybe the first time in our whole relationship like that, like I was so, I I felt, I felt like a different creature, like a toll, like something came over me and I just couldn't, I couldn't, I was so mad. (laughs) It's like. You were very much in a trauma response from a previous relationship. relationship. It was very much something was activated. And that's where I go back to my integrity scale was, it was relatively low on that, but for her, it registered high because it represented something in a previous relationship that was super toxic and challenging. And I could also take the meta perspective while it was as hard as it was in that window. I still could take the meta meta perspective and go, you are reacting to something that's not this relationship. You're reacting to something that isn't Jordan, but the sensations in my body are still very much real. And I could see like, oh, my way of dealing with, we're getting ready to get married both people who have parents who've been married five fucking times, this means like this to me means so much. Not to say that it didn't mean as much to my mom who's been married five times, but it's just, it holds a lot. And for a lot of people it does. And I know for Jordan, it does too. And so like the way that we were acting in the lead up to it, I was like, oh my God, but we're so all in. Look at us go. We're all public with our love. We have them from the beginning. We're great communicators. Like we're, it's going to be great. We're ready. We're so ready. Like we just kept saying things like that. Like we're so ready the whole year before. Like, yeah, it's great. It's going to be awesome. And then it's like the months leading out. I'm like, oh my God, everything's fucking falling apart. It's burning to the ground. Like we just didn't, you know, it was one of those like, huh, universe was like, huh, like you thought, Oh yeah, we're just going to coast. No, that's yeah. not what happened. So this is like the long story to tell you that this is what had us, had us say, we simply cannot. 
we cannot entertain having another person in this shit show right now. Yeah. It's a distraction. It's the it's whole premise of and it's opening not up to, to others. Hundred no. percent. Yeah. No, absolutely not. And the whole premise of being open to others is to enhance our connection and our foundation. <laughs> and it to was be not really being good, strong, solid, communicative, all of those things. And it just felt very fragile for a while around the wedding. Mm-hmm. And then when we closed it. We officially closed it a couple months before the wedding, but that couple weeks was when we came back to coherence around it, I would say. Yeah. Uh, then it was like, this is indefinite. We're just going to be in the newlywed energy and enjoy each other and be in that kind of renewed honeymoon phase. And it's been beautiful. And it's felt, I would say, pretty easy. The, the freedom in that structure, if you will, was like, yeah, this is what we're doing for this season. It's it's not forever. It is indefinite and that's okay. And, and then it was just more recently, we can get into the recent experience we had that felt like a great accessible way to open things back up. So before we get into that, cause there's just so much here and I thank you guys for sharing that. Cause I know it's a lot and very private and difficult for sure. But I'm curious, Connor, your take on that because we've gone through getting married and then starting IVF and now being pregnant, like all these different sort of stages of emotions and feelings and like, okay, like this is a new thing we've never done before. Neither of us Mm -hmm. have ever been married or pregnant or anything. So like, what's your reaction to their experience knowing that we've had something super similar? Well, I mean, I see the commonalities and like expecting things to be easier than they were going to be Yeah, and not, just kind of rose-colored glasses for a lot of things, whether that be IVF. I don't feel like we had as much... I mean, we didn't have as nearly as a stressful setup to the wedding as you guys did. Yeah, so, I was, bravo to you. I, I'm first off proud of you guys put that together. I also had my fair amount of doubts. I was like, ooh, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> but it turned but, out amazing. It turned out great. But I was, like, I, was rooting, I was rooting for... I was cautiously optimistic for you guys. I was like really <laughs> trying to be like... I was like, I hope that this works out, but like, you know what I mean? It's like, it was, it was hard to watch your anyone. friends struggle like yeah. that. Yeah, totally. uh, it was like watching Tiger at the PGA tour championship. I was like, I hope he wins, but like <laughs> he's can barely walk. So I don't know. But, um, you know what I mean? It's like one of those things, but I'm really, it looked super, super fun. I'm really bummed that we didn't get to be there. It turned but, um, out amazing. Yeah, I know it just, and I think In that was just, like, that, yeah, that's, and I say that as a testament to you guys for like, making that thing happen yes. because a lesser souls would not have been able to pull that off. Like that oh, was, I would have jumped off a bridge. There's no yeah, way. I never, crazy. I don't I wish that. How. I don't wish that upon anyone. Yeah. And I can like see just the stress a lot of, of it. Unforeseen tension that we didn't have to deal with. Of course. But I think really it, we didn't have those conversations. I mean, that was really one of the big, we talked about this in therapy, but I was like, we're driving to go hit golf balls. And I'm like, all of a sudden the, like, the non-monogamy conversation comes up in the world again in the worst time where like that's i'm just trying to get my pregnant wife out of the house to go do something outside you know what I mean? i'm like let's go hit you know let's go do something you know let's get outside and go do something because there's not a ton i know you're, dry, you're going crazy because you can't really work out you feel like shit let's just go you know do the most frustrating thing that there is to do um <laughs> but as we're going and it comes at the worst time and it's like my frustration was that we couldn't even talk we hadn't even talked about it and i didn't feel like i could talk about any of it mm, because I feel that because of all the, and this is where I think the chaos kind of was for us instead of not, it wasn't the wedding, it was IVF and like the swings with emotions. And it was just, I felt like I was dealing with somebody who wasn't my wife 
and I knew it was temporary, but it was also exhausting. And I also it was in the seven same, months straight in the same time, I'm like, I'm not go, I'm not even the one doing it. So it's gotta be a shit show for her too. So I'm not bringing up things that are going to like, it's not even going to be productive. It's like it's gasoline on a fire that neither one of us have my very much control over. And I was grateful for the fact that I've done anabolics and things like that in my life. So I know what it's like when your hormones are all fucking out of whack and you have to have a conversation with yourself. Like, you know, I'm kind of crazy right now. Like I actually started empathizing with women on their periods because I had, you know, an estrogen rebound coming off of testosterone, super low testosterone. It was just like grumpy. I would just cry sometimes. And I was like, oh, this is like what it's like to be on your period, except I'm not bleeding out of my dick. So, you know, oh, it's, it, it, and it's it was every it, it was, month for a long time of your life. For this, it was three months straight. So I had to deal with it for three months straight. <laughs> it sucked really bad, but I would not trade that for having it happen one week a month forever Yeah, until you're, you know, till menopause. But so I understood that, but it was just so much. It was like just shaky ground everywhere where I'm like, I don't even feel like I can have this conversation. I would like to have this conversation so we can get on the same page, but like, it's not even accessible to me at this point. And that's okay. So I'm just like waiting for a time when we can have that discussion because now we're pregnant and there's all, you know, that's a thing too. So it was just, it was frustrating for me, but it was also, I understood it wasn't, no one was in the, in the wrong there. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think I want to add to this too. I think the thing for Connor is that it's not for him that he, we need to have threesomes all the time. It's that he needs to feel like he can talk to me and he didn't feel like he could talk to me. And that I think was really scary for him because he even said one day, like, I don't know who you are. Like, you're not the person I married. And then I said back to him, I don't know who I am either. Right. And so I think that there was a lot of fear there around like, who the fuck have you become? And obviously I was on hormones and I feel so much more like myself now. It's been a great couple of days, but I think that was the thing for him. It wasn't that he was trying to necessarily bring people into our relationship. It's that he couldn't even express himself and say, Hey, I feel frustrated or Hey, I miss that we got to do this fun thing together. And now it's not a part of the foundation of our relationship. And I don't know if we're ever going to do it again. And we really enjoyed that. Right. Yeah, And we couldn't and exactly. And it's like, I want to be like, Oh, I miss doing that. And you'd be like, I miss doing that too. And like, that's all, you know what I mean? It's like, it just wanted to be like, but it was like, I don't even know if I, I like women anymore. I'm oh, like, yeah, I was super the, straight for I about six weeks. Like, that was very weird. <laughs> and it, for me, I'm like, okay, so you have to also look at this from my perspective, even though I'm not on hormones and I, like I'm a little bit more stable in this thing, as stable as I am, which my is whole life is changing. Uh, questionable. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, so this is a big part of our relationship and like something that was around from like the jump. And now you're like, maybe not. And I'm like, um, okay. Like that's, <laughs> that's it's, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. Is that that's not like a thing that you could just decide by yourself? You know what I mean? We have to. I mean, if you have those feelings, that's your feelings. But like, that's not just like a flippant thing that you just say, you know, or do. You know, it's like you can't be like, okay, I'm, ch- I'm changing the dynamics of our relationship now unilaterally. Like, <laughs> that's I don't know if that really works that way, you know. And on top of the fact of all the other instability, on top of just like the other instability that was going on, it was just a lot of instability and very little. I mean, our lives like grateful that we don't have a lot of like other stresses outside of that. But that was the primary focus for like our whole entire marriage Mm -hmm. has been focused around this baby. Yeah. You know, and then you got a baby coming in, which is a whole other, you know, chaos. So it's like, all right, so we're, it's just been a hard time to like, we have to, it's almost like you just like wedge in a conversation and it's, you never know how it's going to go. And that's beforehand. It was like, we kind of had a structure of how conversations would go. Even if they get heated, we could like come back around. And now it's kind of have to, we have to reevaluate the whole thing because it's kind of a different proposition. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll say that I can relate. And while we're not having kids yet, it's imminent. And and I just wrote about this a few days ago in regards to the conscious threesome handjob experience that we had. Just throw a little teaser out there until we actually get to the, the climax of it. Uh, <laughs> and, and one of the things I said is the gift is in the conversation. This is something I say somewhat often. And feeling like I can't have the conversation for whatever reason is... Yeah, it feels very constricting to your point, Connor. It's like, wait, we can't even talk about this when this was something that from the onset we said we are like open to. And it's a unique, important thing we've identified in our relationship is that at the very least we can talk about it. And the experiences may be few and far between, but they will be there at some point in some capacity. And all the while, again, we could be curious and playful in the anticipation of just talking about it. And in this season where we close things out, and even before that, it felt like I was afraid to talk about it because to your point, she would be activated. And it was a really challenging space to be in. Well, because I register if we're talking about it, you must want this. You must not be happy because if I'm in a place where you're feeling a little bit hesitant or very hesitant, with the idea of, of bringing up a conversation like that, it's probably because I'm a little bit on edge. It's probably because I'm also just to the same point, Kelly, many times, I would say that there comes a point in just about every month where I go, I don't know what the, who am I right now? Where like, I don't, I, this is not me, but it also is. It's like, it's predictable. It happens, you know, on a spectrum, sometimes more extreme than others. I'm just like, I want to crawl out of my skin. I'm so tired of processing. I'm so tired of feeling. I want to just be for a moment, which is one of the draws for me in wanting solitude, because if I don't have any external stimulation and nobody wants from me, then I can rest. Everything can rest. And of course, that brings up a whole other separate conversation about what am I going to do when I don't have that opportunity because we have little people that rely on me. And Shit. so it's like, what, what, who will I become then and what will happen? And I don't know. I happen, I happen to think that some miracle will be bestowed upon <laughs> me and I will like find my mothering instincts and I'll just like want my kid and it'll be, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Maybe I'm going to be exactly the same. That's why as you hire babysitters and have grandparents come into and town. Nannies and nannies and all that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I also think your value proposition, I mean, your values kind of um, shift. shift. Yeah. They there's, do. A, there's a profound shift in that. I think and one so thing too. I think is really important too about the kind of way we went about it was that it was, this wasn't something that like, we thought about during our relationship, but this is something for Kelly it was, but for me it was like, I spent years like thinking this through kind of like the pros and cons. I mean, this is something that I, I like having a non-traditional relationship, like was something I like consciously chose to like pursue. It wasn't like Kelly and I got together, like, let's try this fun thing. It was something. So for me, it's a little bit different than it is for her in that way, because I really like, there was a re like, there's a reason I came to that. Right. Like I was, there's a reason I was like, this seems for me to be something that's going to actively help me have a healthier relationship. Not that I need to do it all the time, mm-hmm. but it's like that, that component in a relationship has been incredibly rewarding for me and for us. Is I don't want to speak for you here, but it's like, so the idea of taking away something that was hyper beneficial freaks me out. And I remember the thing I said, is like, so we're just going to like be like everybody else now. So mm-hmm. like, which also I'm like, so you're going, so the likelihood, and then I'm following that down the rabbit hole, right? Because I'm not special, right? I'm just a person. So I'm like, okay, so when you go to brunch with your girlfriends and they're complaining about their husbands, 
you're now going to be complaining about a lot of the same things because now we're infusing the same shit into our relationship that got them into where they are. So if you want to do that, if that's what you were, if that's where we're going to go. And not that that's going to necessarily be the case because we handle things differently and we're different people, but like, that's where my mind went. Mm. I'm like, Oh, so we're just go, we're just now, now we're, we're just like everybody else, which for whatever reason makes me like super uncomfortable. Well, you <laughs> never special, wanted to be Connor. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not even about being special. It's different isn't special, right? Like, just, well, yeah. he did the, like everyone else and he cheated and he like wandered and it wasn't good for him. Like, well, it was, it was, it was just, it's not that, for a you. A lot of that was timing stuff too. I was young. I was but that's a dude, not I was your personality. Yeah, Is that I mean, fair to say? Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And so he worked really hard to come to a conclusion to be in a relationship that supported who he was. And then eventually whoever he found to be with would yeah. support them as well. He and wanted I, to be with someone who liked girls, you know, and it, he found that. Yeah. And I had also spent years around open relationship culture, realized kind of what I wanted, what I didn't want based on my personality and what I saw and how it felt to be around these kind of things. And how it can get, you know, the slippery slope that you're on and it's just like all kinds of stuff and how people can be taken advantage of and manipulated. Like there's so like people think it's like, we all talk about it for like from a sunshine and rainbows perspective. Yep. That's something Kelly and I try not to do because shit, the fucking wheels can fall off of that thing real quick. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, you've got to be, it's got to keep it pretty tight. And I realized that because all I had ever heard was all the benefits, right? I've always heard, I never heard, always heard the pros, not the cons. And that's what you get when you listen to something like the former uh, Aubrey Marcus podcast, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's that, or if you listen to um, Chris Ryan, who I love, but it's like, you're just, or Neil, Neil Strauss. A lot of times, same, mm-hmm. it's all these people that are in this world. It's like, you're getting like the, it always has a fairy tale ending and that's not the way most open relationships go, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't a snap judgment or like, um, it was something I had really thought through. Mm-hmm. So for me, you're challenging like a big part of something that I kind of philosophically worked through already i felt you know it's it's almost yeah go ahead i felt the same like but when jordan and i first got together i was absorbing a lot of this content and when we got together i mean we talk about this as as a part of our you know origin coming together our romance story is that i i told him hey you know you want to he was basically in so many words asking me to go out with him and i was like cool you go steady with me i was like (laughs) cool and i want you to know what you're asking like who you're asking this of. I don't know how I feel about monogamy and sexual development and exploration is very important. And and it wasn't because it's just, I, I would say these are parts of who I am per se. It's I learned enough information to question all of the standard operating procedures, the, you know, mm-hmm. manufacturer default way of, of living and loving and doing all of this. And I realized like that doesn't work for me or most people in the way that it was given to me. And so it's, I want to be partnered with someone who's going to challenge the social norms, religious norms, culture, whatever it is. And we forge our own path. And there's so much that I still haven't experienced yet. And so I want for you to commit into this partnership, knowing that this is an exploratory journey. We don't go, wow, I found my person. And now we just like bunker down. It's just us two we're good. We don't have to yeah. grow anymore because I won, you know? Well, and that's the thing too, is like, it wasn't that I like had the, all the details sorted out like that was, right. and that was never the goal, right? It was like, I had like a framework for kind of like, it's like I had kind of put together the frame of like what the house we're building together, right? It's like, we, we may have, it's going to be laid out what we're going to do. All the, all the subtleties are all, that's all our thing. I just know that there's like, I want to figure that out between me and that person. And that person turned out to be Kelly, but, I had 
you know, those that, that, that like question mark of who the person was, was beforehand. And so it wasn't necessarily that I, I had made the decision for the type of relationship at all, the dynamics that I had beforehand, before the relationship. But that being said, where the fuck was I going with this? I'm such a star. You didn't have all the answers. <laughs> I didn't have all the answers for it. <laughs> this happened a lot on podcasts lately. Um, but that being said, if, if the thing that we're creating together is too close to the traditional relationship, I'm going to be very uncomfortable with that. Because mm. maybe that, and that may, maybe even just confronts my bias about things. But it's like if it nestles down back into that like comfortable groove of what everybody else fucking does that seems to work only half the time at best, it's like mm. I just cannot accept that. You know what I mean? It just doesn't. It's like, well, you know, it's like me being like uh, 60 years old and be like looking back and going, man, I should have had the nine to five job and then just now retired. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, mm. doesn't make any, it doesn't compute to me. It just doesn't add up. So for me, there's like, I've got, and that's part of my personality too. Like I've got to be challenging conventional structures. That's mm. literally what I've built my entire life on from fucking fitness to podcasting. God knows what else, right? Even soul fire production challenges, conventional podcast production, right? It's like, it's a constant fucking theme in my life. And if that isn't present in the biggest part of my life, which is my relationships or the way we parent our child, like, it's probably going to be less, less fulfilling to me. You so know what I mean? I'm really curious, Con. So we didn't talk about other women. It wasn't even a fantasy for us during sex at all. Like it has been completely off the table up until the last two weeks as I've started feeling more like myself and being like, oh yeah, I like boob. And like me working too. it back into the, con yeah, working it back into the conversation. And last night, like we had in my, per my perspective, my opinion, we had really great sex. And I was talking about like this fantasy girl the whole time and it was really hot. And I'm curious what that feels like for you introducing that back in after not having that at all. Do we be honest with you? Yeah. It was kind of distracting. Really? Yeah. I wasn't into it. Really? No, I was having a lot of fun with just you. And then you start uh, talking about some other chick. See, this like, is what confuses me because I'm like, I'm doing the thing that he asked me to do. No. That's not what you want is for me to talk about other girls. I was just like with you. It was like, I was having fun with you. Like that's fun. Sometimes I also like that a lot. Sometimes. Why didn't you say something then? Well, one, because it's been so contested that it like makes me think too much and gets me out of the moment. Okay. So it's been like, so we have this, like it's been tricky. So like even the last time you did it, like a couple, like last week when you brought it up, I was like, I didn't say a fucking word. But this time I was like, yeah, that's, if that's good for you. Like gray. If I didn't think it was, you think you were having fun doing it, but I just, it wasn't something I was like, I was just having fun. That's why it didn't say anything. I know, but that's so confusing to me. So what am I it supposed is confusing. to do with that? And sometimes, you know, sometimes I want to put it in your butt. Sometimes I but don't. Do you like, like it's just it or sex, not? man. But I know, but do you like, like, am I not supposed to do that then? Cause I thought that's what you asked for in therapy. Let's use the same thing. Let's <laughs> use this. Let's use this as an example. Anal, for example, right? We talked about uh -huh. from the podcast. Sometimes it feels like the the best thing that I could possibly do. Sometimes I'm like, mm, I have zero desire, right? Mm -hmm. Unless I'm asked to, and then I'm like, I'll do it. But it's like, it's just, it's a mood. It's a vibe. Like is the sex we have the same all the time, right? No. It's not, there's not a framework for it. It just is what it is. So like last night I just was like, I'd been thinking on the couch for like an hour about how I was going to go about like giving you this D and that now. wasn't part of my, like my, my plan. I was like, Oh, I'm going to go in there the and do this plan. and that, which I did a lot of those things, which was working out very well. And, <laughs> um, yeah. And I was like, so it was, it was happy for you to do it, but I just, it wasn't, it wasn't doing anything for me. See? Cause I was like, I was just like with you in that time. That's so confusing to me. It is, I'm, I'm not, not saying it's, I'm not, saying it's not confusing. No, do it. It isn't. Just, it isn't it. because each scenario, just like Connor said is, I can't help myself is different. 
It's different. Like the place that you go into it is different. So to say, oh, you don't want me to do this anymore is like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. It's just, you're asking me my opinion on that time. And because it, like you said, has been so contested and it was this, it came up in this way. There's, you might have like another time or two that's super awkward that you're both like push, pull, stop, go left, right. What Uh do I do? And then you'll have the time where it's like super fucking hot again. But you might have to like work out the stuff that's underneath it, like WD-40 it, and then, (laughs) you know, a different kind of lube. Lube it up. And then then that thing that's really hot that you both remember is really hot is like, oh, it's really hot again. Well, and sometimes it's fun to like get things going. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, let's like talk about it beforehand. But like in that moment, I was just, I was super motivated because we haven't been able, like our sex life has been really consistent because of all the stuff that's going on. Um, not personally as much, but like hormonally and different stuff and timing's been weird. So we have to like shift to the daytime, which was fun. <laughs> but I think there's just like, yeah, there's times where I'm like, you know, it's, if I'm in a place where I'm like super present with my wife and we're like, we're having a great time. Like I don't need anybody else in that situation. Imaginary or not. You know what I mean? Like that's, and that's one of the things too, about inviting other people in that I thought was great because then it's like, you do that for a minute and usually you get like kind of infatuated with the situation or excited about it. And then you kind of just like everything else, right? Just like any casual relationship, it gets kind of old, you know, like, oh, I don't really feel like, and then it's like, oh wow, I'm like really grateful for, it's like, if you only drink Powerade all the time or Coca-Cola, you'd be really fucking grateful for water. Water would be the best thing you could put in your mouth. You know what I'm saying? And it's the things like, it's like nourishing and pure. I don't know. There's something about like when that's present, I'm like, yeah, like let's let's milk this. Let's milk this for all it's worth right now, and then we can go, you know, find some sluts on on Tinder or something. I don't know whatever we're gonna do. It's like, but this is like this is why this is why I'm here in the relationship is for like these these moments are fucking awesome. You know, that stuff is like it's decoration on the Christmas tree type shit. It's cool, whatever. It's shiny and fun, but like really, when we're like in the place, we're like our either our energy levels match up and things are lined up and like we're really like present with each other. I'm like, I want. Like that's the best. That's the 10 out of 10 for me. It's not talking about other broads in bed or even having other broads in bed. Like that stuff's fun. Like cocaine is fun, right? Oh, yes. I don't want to be addicted to cocaine, but True. like it's fun. It's not my state of being. It's not my favorite thing in the world. It's a short lived, fun, enjoyable recreational experience that can also be very rewarding. And I've had a lot of great experiences that I wouldn't trade for anything on low to moderate levels of cocaine. Yep. And that's fine. You know, I never had a problem with it. So it's in this situation that I feel like threesomes are very much like that. You know what I mean? Whereas like in a different way, it's like the relationship is like a fucking steak. Like when a steak is done just yeah. right, it's like, are you, yeah, are you feeling like any of his thick. metaphors, Kelly? I mean, this is how he talks. So a yeah, metaphor is super deep, dude. <laughs> but you get it right. It's like, yep, it makes I sense. Do. It's like, there's, it's, it's, of course, it's a Jordan, different, you guys speak the same way. Yeah. I got it before cocaine happened. Uh, I was following the cocaine metaphor big time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So yeah, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Feel me? You're a steak. You're a hot slice of beef. Yeah. Or I would say an elk steak even. That's where it's really at. Thank you. With butter on it and jalapenos. So we're sort of running out of time here and I don't want to not talk about this. So I would like to talk about Jordan's conscious threesome hand job. Let's go. 
and that reintroduction and how that felt for you guys after not love, having anyone else around. I love that this is from a, just an old fashioned dude. Yeah. You just got old fashioned. By, old by fashioned with a new school flavor that just <laughs> did not disappoint. It's like vanilla ice cream with, with some sprinkles. On it. And yes. I just want to share a little bit background. If you guys want to hear like the full fucking story and hear about Jordan having a heart on this entire podcast, yep. go listen to their show called we hired a sex worker because they go in depth on this but i just want to give you a little teaser yeah mm-hmm. it's episode yeah. 100 produced by soul fire oh, that's productions right. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd goes wild so, so how did I we can, get here i can i can cue this up and okay you can baby share so yeah i was feeling secure in our partnership in our relationship i was feeling so people who are familiar with me or who follow me or us will know that I speak pretty regularly about being challenged with anxiety and flooded nervous system, getting to a state of overwhelm. Like it's something that I have been challenged by for a lot of my life. Had my first panic attacks when I was in college and then kind of regularly, you know, from the end of college and through what I did post-college. And then as I found personal development and health, well-being, nutrition, all of that stuff really affected, you know, meditation, blah, 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 the whole gambit of better yourself world. I stopped having so many challenges, but I also did a decent amount of spiritual bypassing and not looking at what was causing the panic and the anxiety and all of that. And so as I continued to progress, I went and revisited a a decent amount of the things that I just thought I could skip over and choose happy thoughts instead. And so was reintroduced to panic, anxiety, and overwhelm, et cetera. And so, you know, in our relationship, it has a time that's typically seven to 10 days before my period where it's particularly intense for me. That exacerbated with what we were going through just before wedding and all of that just like made a concoction of this is we're not touching we're not introducing anything unique or new into our dynamic for the foreseeable future like what jordan said so as the wedding happened and things started to calm down quite a bit we started to settle we weren't spending so much money that wasn't you know contributing to the tension or contributing to the frustration or overwhelm or any, anything like that. And so that some things were now being removed that were causing contraction or causing tension. And so I started to feel more secure, more in my body, a little less angsty. And, and that's probably something that's general subject. Like that's probably something that will be navigating the majority of our relationship in my life. And so it's one of those, like, when I go to talk about it, I feel those feelings. Like I start to feel like what it feels like to have that. And it's very weird. It's fucking weird. And to try to describe it to people who haven't touched that is very challenging because I'm surrounded by really, really close friends that I'm the one. I was the one. Now there's another one that's touching it for the first time and is like, my world is falling apart. And I'm like, don't worry, not (laughs) just breathe. (laughs) It'll be okay. But anyway, I started feeling more secure our relationship carried on and I started to revisit these things. I started to revisit like, what do I want our marriage to be like? You know, like we're in it. We did the thing. We made it through the thing. Our business is doing really well. I'm starting to pay attention to creating space between myself and business so that I can have less overwhelm in my world and in my life. And 
And so I'm starting to feel a little more flowy, invite a little bit more femininity into the mix, a little bit more creativity, started learning how to DJ, started feeling more myself. And um, and so then I started to consider what would it look like to reintroduce this into our world. And the thought of getting on field or getting on any of the apps and looking for either a hookup or something like that, it just was really so unappealing. And I didn't think we were really quite ready for it. I wanted to take baby steps, especially just all things considered. I wanted to take some baby steps. So if like hooking up is a 10 on the spectrum of one to 10, if it's hook, you know, going on a date and then hooking up with someone and whatever, like, let's call that a 10, then what would be like a five or a six on the way there, you know, or a six or a seven on the way there. And so that's how I like to look at things that I desire, things that we want to try is if we stretched it out on a scale and put it as it's the furthest thing, then what's some little steps we can take on the way to determine how comfortable we are with this thing actually happening. And that's been really, really helpful. So we gave this particular experience a try that I brought it up to Jordan and it was actually a couple of our friends worked with this person that we hired before us. And when I heard that, I was like, oh yeah, that's more of what I'm looking for for right now. And so they had really great things to say. It was her first introduction to him in this kind of dynamic. And I'd recommended this experience to so many of our community and clients in the past. And so I was like, I'm going to do the thing that I give to other people so I can see how I feel in the process. Like I went through a decent chunk of my life being very attracted to women, really enjoying having multiple partners, all these things. And like, I'm now in this marriage or in this relationship and it's all of that stuff's been challenged. And I've started to question myself. Do I actually really like women the way that I thought that I liked women or was attracted to women in the past? Do I would I really like sharing my husband the way that I've loved sharing partners in the past that I wasn't going to make a family with them? Like I needed to know I was going to be okay. And I needed him to also know I was going to be okay. And that it was okay for him to indulge and enjoy and feel pleasure and, and all of that with other people in the space. Because he, I mean, he can definitely speak more to this, but growing up and in previous relationships, even making eyes with another woman or having casual flirty conversation with another woman in the vicinity or just it, you know, going through the grapevine back to the girlfriend was like, you know, catastrophic as far as the relationship. Like it was really, really hard for them to, you know, more or less navigate. And you can speak more to that. But so, yeah, that was the main reasoning by um, wanting to do that. And Jordan had just been going, he'd been doing so much for me for our family, for the way that he'd been showing up, his birthday, we produced a festival right after his birthday. And then we produced a couple's retreat right after that. And so just, he had a lot on his plate and I'd never seen Jordan overwhelmed, like close to that place. Like I touch that shit all the time, but to see Jordan close to that, I was like, oh my God, like I had to just let all my shit go and snap into like, now I'm going to hold you for a second because this is clearly affecting you. And so I just wanted to treat him to something where he didn't have to think, where he didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to plan anything. He could just show up and receive. And I wanted to show him that he's worthy of that. And I wanted to show him that he also gets to have that. It's not just about managing my emotions and my sensitivities and the things that he perceives are challenging for me and him just kind of like trying to curate and figure out life around us. Like it, 
it doesn't always have to be that way. And more often than I prefer it not to be that way. So I wanted to create this and co-facilitate an experience where he could just really, really receive. And so I was able to bring this person into the mix and it checked all those boxes. One where I wouldn't have to follow up with this person, wouldn't have to check in on this person. They were doing that in my direction where I wouldn't have to, you know, worry about, oh, if I like that person or not, were we going to see that person again? Just all of the things that can come with, you know, are they staying over? Like, what are all our options for, like, if we like how this goes or we don't like how this goes? What if we have a stage five clinger? What if we accidentally start falling in love? Like, we don't have to worry about any of that shit. This is a transactional thing. It has a start and a finish. And I got to take his feedback and lay out the structure of it with another person and then deliver it. It was very, we all knew our roles and then it was done. And so I'll be, I'll I mean, be based done. on the movie, pretty woman, all of those uh, assumptions could be false, but anyways, continue. Yeah. Also Jordan. true. <laughs> what was your there's so many pretty women scenarios that unfold. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, they try, the guys try to make them unfold no. from what I had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I had just an incredible conscious climax. (laughs) You jumped straight to that. I mean, that's the good part now. It was all amazing. I mean, she described all of it from her perspective and yeah, being held in that feeling not only safe, but encouraged to share what I would like you know, in this container that is very specific for me, the transactional nature, all that, where she, Lex was asking me questions the week of, and the day before in particular, in the day of, of what would be best case scenario. And, and she would probe into, oh, why that? Or how about this? And just being, again, not only safe, but encouraged to really go there fully when I've had the stories, the insecurities, the fear, the lack of trust in myself and in previous relationships. And even in this relationship, to some degree, it was, I would say very healing, just the build up to the actual experience and the experience itself was like, fuck if, mm-hmm. I mean, I could almost cry now and then and being in it, it was wait. But I won't because I don't cry. Okay. Because I'm a man. No, she cries for me. Lex (laughs) cries for me. Stop. Not that I'm not down. Just (laughs) typically go there. Sure. Although I did a couple weeks ago, which is the first time in a long time. Yeah. It was intense. We had Mm. an intense season, but it wasn't intense like before the wedding. Mm. It was just like a lot Mm. going on. Mm -hmm. So still staying connected and just being in it. Yeah. So where does that leave you guys having had that experience now looking at monogamy and what you're doing well we have her on a quarterly container no, we don't <laughs> but you could imagine Brilliant. what it'd be like if we did and maybe as a result of this conversation we will <laughs> i'm half kidding but definitely also very serious yeah, for sure like if it's something that she continues to offer and it's something that i can create or curate unique other experiences you know it's more in his direction I mean, granted, I'm pretty sure she also does yoni massage, but like lingam massage and tantric massage and sensual massage and all of that is hers, her thing. And so, you know, even if I did do that quarterly and we did nothing else that at least still keeps that open in some way for us. But I think that pretty soon, I mean, we're going to Burning Man in August. So we're going to have a slew of conversations before that, like we did last time before we went in 2019. So 
I think that there's certain elements that we will be open to certain levels of play, but when it comes to penetrative sex in our relationship, that is not, we just, we haven't gotten there. We haven't gotten there yet. Mm. And so being okay with that too, you know, I used to tell myself that we didn't actually mean it unless we did certain things. And now it's, that's a silly way to think we're on the path and we're on the journey that, and it's unfolding. We're not in a rush. So it's unfolding as long as we continue to show up for it. Cause there was a period of time where he's like, do you not just, do you just not want to do this anymore? Or he would show me people that he'd found online that he was like, I want to swipe right to this. And I'm like, no. And like, can, do you see, she has a Bud Light in her hands. Like, fuck no. Right. Ridiculous so, thing she'd pick up. I would say, I, know, exactly. I would yeah. say was any yeah, excuse she could I, latch yeah. onto. Right. Yeah. So it isn't funny, any actually. excuse, <laughs> to but a main profile it's picture like with bangs, a Bud so Light in it is not a culture fit. I know what you're saying. And I, first off, Bud Light is a great summer America's beer. You're Come missing on. the Dude, point. Bud Light, Bud Light and Coors Light in the summertime. If you're on a boat, Bud Light is. It what if she had a Bud it? Heavy? Will that make a difference? <laughs> it might be a little better. That's yeah, not the point. I'm using that as an example of like something that I might see, but there's like an energy that I'm like, I'm not, I'm not into it. And so he started to think you're just not into it at all. And so eventually I had to be really real with him saying like, I, I'm a no to this person. You have to trust me. And it's a feeling. I'm making a snap judgment, sure. And it's not a no forever. It's not a no to this thing. So I had to keep reassuring him that it's not, I'm not a no to this thing. It's the people that we're discussing up to this point. I'm not feeling. And and I promise this is not, I'm not just trying to drag you along. And so I think where it leaves us now is we we have a decent understanding of who we are and how we are um, letting this journey like unfold and not having that rush, like we've got to make something happen or whatever. Um, and so I think that taking that pressure off feels a bit lighter and knowing that we continuously have the conversations because before we ever have any cool, fun sexual experience, it's probably a thousand different conversations that need to happen before that even goes to happen. So like we, we continue showing up for those, particularly on really long car rides. It's <laughs> the best. Or we're trapped. Well, we you must listen to me right now (laughs) well we appreciate you guys so much this was such a fun episode thank you for joining in and jordan and connor doing what you do go listen to that sex chick everybody (laughs) you haven't already which i'm sure everybody has but keep doing it yeah we love you guys thank you you. love you too more zenito baby more come on (laughs) 